Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I am joined in studio by Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. I am finally back in studio. It was a fun two weeks for me. I was at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas, Super Bowl in Phoenix. Now I'm back home, and I'm back to the reality of what the Lakers are. And Armani Buckets is already smiling. He's laughing. All right, give it to me. Well, here's the thing. So off air, you just kind of hinted that you're starting to lose a little bit of optimism in terms of... Yeah, you know, because the teams are all packed so tightly where I think for the longest time I kept saying that, okay, they're only two games out or they're three games out. And generally that's fine if the teams are not so packed in tightly where, okay, so like at some point you're going to have to win more than you lose simplistic as it may be <laughs> now yeah. i'm reading and talking to people and it's like i mean they're, they're gonna have to go on some kind of run here that they haven't gone since they won the championship i mean for them to go 17 and 7 a they haven't done that this year b they haven't done that last year the last time that they had a run like that was when they won the championship so for, for the, the, not for the first time. Listen, I mean, they, they, there was at no point this season that I thought they were going to go on some run. I did think that there was hope as we sit here today. As sad as it is, I mean, I should be having some kind of hope. We're going into the all-star break, coming out of the break. It's going to be a new team. I don't think there's enough time. They basically, what they did is this offseason, Brandon, you've mentioned it a million times. They emphasized defense, defense, defense with Darvin Ham, and they lied. They, they flat lied. out yeah. lied. Patrick Beverly was their only reliable <laughs> defender, and he was not reliable. Yeah. And they traded him for guys that D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. One, Vanderbilt cannot shoot, and that will be... Well, after but the, you need a guy like After that. the first game with the Lakers, Lakers fans were ecstatic about Vanderbilt, but little do they know... Again, the problem with Westbrook late in games was Westbrook can't shoot. And surrounded by LeBron and Anthony Davis, you need shooting. Then when you lose Russell Westbrook, I want you guys to answer this question for me. If you gave any of the Lakers the ball at the three-point line and you told them to get to the rim, how many guys do they have that can consistently actually get to the rim? uh, So they got LeBron. LeBron could do that. and Russell. Uh, Schroeder played bad one game yesterday. I think Dennis Schroeder is on 
any other serious team, he gets zero minutes. Wow. And D'Angelo I, I Russell. Disagree. He's not a guy who's not going to be like out of the league. You remember, like, he was almost out of the league. I know. He but literally that, was the only <laughs> franchise dude, I, that he could get signed to and play minutes was the Lakers. The only yeah. one that he was game, out of the league. Look, look, look. Yeah. And, and look, I'm with you on most of the Lakers stuff, but they only won that game Saturday because of Dennis Schroeder yes. taking over. And that was an impressive win. It seems like they have one yes. impressive win a week and then two just blunders. That's the problem. You know, like yeah. games they needed to win. Like the Warriors game was a must win. They won that. But the Blazers and Thunder were must win games. They lost both. Like imagine if they won last night. Then we'd be talking about, okay, they're one they're one and a half game back of the plane, right? Yeah. They're they're maybe two. Like, you know, it's just these are games you need to win. These are games you need to win. And then LeBron is hurt, and that's a whole separate Situation and he's like, "Well, do I put my LeBron's body at on the, the Super line? Bowl crowding himself?" And I'm like, "What the heck is?" That's when you know it's bad. That's when you know the Lakers are going nowhere. Probably. So what sucks. happened? Wait, so he breaks the mark. He passes oh, Kareem. Man. Here we go. And he really he stops playing. Did he just turn it off? Like, like was that the was that the? I mean, he he has not played since. Yeah, and we have that tweet that was deleted uh, that he posted, which he basically <laughs> I'm, I'm he pulling scored it up as we 38 points, almost 40 points, and then we haven't seen him since. I well, can't. and then what about? The, and we've seen this with LeBron in the past as much as you know he's one of the greatest players that's ever lived it, it, the coaching he always blames yeah. the coach there's some source where you're like oh no that now it's Darvin Ham that had been playing and maybe that's true maybe he did play him too much but it was Vogel last year years before it was Ty Lue before they won a championship David Blatt remember David Blatt he was like yeah. David Blatt sucks and yeah. he was like you know like there's always some source some leaks that he's like okay like okay we're, I'm hurt now yeah. you know? his first year as a Laker he gets hurt they were the four seed that's right, right. Yeah. then he comes back now do you remember what kind of talk he had when he came back oh it's we're gonna make the playoffs like the, it's yeah. fine he tweeted something to that effect yeah. it's time to get serious and exactly. after that tweet <laughs> they completely cratered <laughs> yeah. and remember 2020 22, uh, April 22nd, I can slash will not miss the postseason again for my career. This blank hurts. Okay, back to watching these games. That's what he said. Yeah. So, uh, listen, he's he's talked a big talk, but at I the end think of the day, he's done the math. I think he's done the math like we all have, where it's not just two games or three games. It's like we're going to have to go on a heck of a run here to pass, you know, th these other teams that are, that are, above them so it's not just a simplistic we have to pass this one team or two games back when we do that we'll be in there it's such a log jam that it is um and i listen i made this mistake for quite some time saying hey listen like they're only two games back with 25 to play it's it's not that simplistic i mean i think he's done the math of saying this team is not gonna win 17 of these next whatever 20 some odd games like that's just not gonna happen so he's done the math and so wait are, are you saying he sh he he passed the mark he had his moment and are, we're not gonna see him again or no what? that's <laughs> no i'm not saying that i think he will play but i think this season the issues that have been glaring from the day one of they can't guard anybody and anybody good any good guard licks their chops when they see the Lakers yeah, on the schedule you're right and I the thing is and we were all commending Rob Polinka for making these moves and I stand by it I think those were the correct they were moves. and at that point too little too late I think I mean I, and, yeah. you know but I, I I think I there was not one trade that they made that 
I looked at that and said, "Oh, I, but I don't know about that." anybody who knows basketball is like, like you saw it on all of the all the people that know basketball talk through, throughout media talking about the Lakers are at least a playing team with this roster. They should yeah. be. They should be. They should it be. Just, They're underperforming. Just, they are so here's here's the problem that they have right now. And again, this gap continues to get wider. They're about three games back of the play-in uh, tournament right now. They are twenty-six and thirty-two behind yep. the Thunder behind the Blazers. And again, this goes to like, you can't lose to the Thunder. Like the night that LeBron passes Kareem, they lose to the Thunder. Embarrassing. Really bad. Uh, they've lost to Portland. Uh, they are still right now behind Utah, Golden State, the Timberwolves, but the Utah, Pelicans. Utah will choke at some point. But I don't think issue, so. No, no, the I issue, the so. issue, I, okay, 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 maybe you're right. But the issue, the thing I have that I'm saying is like, if you can't beat the Blazers, that's the team in front of you and the Thunder. Those are the two teams that are like they have to get it's ahead of. It's amazing to me that they're the third worst team in the West. I mean, we knew yeah. Houston and the Spurs would be bad. So those are for sure that the Lakers are the next worst team. Besides two of the worst teams in the league, the Lakers are the next worst team. I really don't know how this is so surprising. You had LeBron James, Anthony Davis. No, no, no. Hear me out. They're not LeBron the worst. They shouldn't be this bad. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook coming into the season, and the only way to improve the roster was vet minimum contracts and Lonnie Walker. Yeah. How is this surprising? This is the run it back team. We said that they were going to run it well, back. Well, they have a different team now, but it's like Arash said, it's a little late. You know, like like Russell. Like I know you said, Russell, yeah, he can't defend a parked car. Congratulations. He also brings something to the team that you can shoot he's a point guard who can shoot they didn't yeah. have that before really he can get to the rim he, he he can play with davis i think the biggest issue right now is anthony davis i hate to say it and he was playing at an mvp what's level. going on with him so he did something that you've done before yeah go he ahead. deactivated his instrument <laughs> what does that mean uh, well for me it, it means different things but for ad i don't think he's fully healthy or he is healthy, but he doesn't trust his health because he settles for so many mid-range jump shots now, and they're not going in. His defense, they're playing drop coverage with him, which is like, I don't understand why you would do that with AD considering his abilities defensively. It just, I, I, I don't get it. Is he, and defensively, is he he's been great. Let's not, not deny that. I mean, he's so talented defensively, a generation to, generational talent defensively. On the yeah. offensive end, he was the best player in the league for about three weeks, you know, and it's yeah. like, where is that? We haven't even seen 20% of that. I haven't seen something like this. His points per 100 shot attempts was ranked in like the 90th percentile when he was going on that run. He's been so bad at getting to his shots on a per, you know, on a per 100 shot basis. It's yeah. down to the 60th percentile as PSA in the matter of like three weeks. He cannot score for whatever reason. Speaking it's, of can't score, Rui Hachimura has not really. He had a couple moments, but <laughs> by the way, Kendrick Nunn playing great in Washington. Oh, thank it, you. Know, it, it doesn't really matter. Down. Like, let's, like let's it doesn't down. matter. You know, yeah, I mean, easy to play well in Washington when they have like five guys who can actually play basketball. You know, like <laughs> well, so, so, there's so no like trade it. that they made where I look back at that and say, oh my god. I, I mean, if we had just kept Kendrick Nunn if we had just like <laughs> so I like all the moves that they made it's just not going to help them right now I, well is it going to help them at all I mean Malik Beasley again go Ball back out. to the question about how many guys can get to the basket yeah. and they had two before and now they have one yeah. that's how I look at it and D'Angelo Russell yes he can hit mid-range he can hit threes I don't really know about him getting to the basket Dennis Schroeder inconsistent what do you have two points last night I this is the story of the Lakers. This is yeah. kind of where they've 
led themselves to, and then you have the rest of the schedule is not favorable at oh, all. It's bad these next couple. You want me to read you these yeah, matchups? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go through it. Because, again, for them to go on a run, they're going to have to win a lot of games that right now are not teams. looking that um, they're going to be so, favored to win. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is a must-win game on Wednesday oh, yeah. against the Pelicans. They, they have, have to win have this to game. Win. They have to win this game. I'm assuming LeBron will play tomorrow. Last game before the oh, break, by yeah, the they way. Have so, to, they yeah. have to get on. They have to win that game. Then after the break, it's Warriors, Mavericks, Grizzlies. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, how many of those games do you think they're going to win? Meanwhile, by the way, at the same time, the Jazz get a home against the Spurs and then a home against the Spurs again. Which they'll so both win. If you assume that, then that's two more that they win. And, you know, at this point I mean, point it's in not the season, favorable. It's really not. And LeBron needs to play. I mean, he, that goes without he's saying. their only Wait, so hope. So what's up with LeBron again? I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm just trying <laughs> to figure soreness. out. Ankle soreness. Ankle soreness. Okay, so he's in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. He's he's kind of he's crowning doing himself. crowning himself. And, and, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, bro, you just so dropped 40. Here's, here's yeah. the thing for me. And you couldn't say this last week. You could not bring this up. The elephant in the room. Kobe Bryant's last game. The Lakers, what, had 20 wins, 19 wins? Yeah. Game meant nothing in terms yeah. of win or loss. Yeah. The objective at the end of that game for Kobe was to come away with the victory against the Utah Jazz. Yeah. That was like the icing on top. The, the yeah. points were what they were. In LeBron's record-breaking game, the win and loss, which it mattered a lot It mattered more, a ton. And it was like, no, it doesn't. Someone really. did, did a story about this. Like, whenever he's done, had these moments, whenever he, so he passed he lost Kobe, Kobe, lost, and he passed Jordan. And it was like, so it, it, it was a great moment for him. And I remember, I, I, I want to remember if it was when he passed Kobe or passed Jordan. Like, fans here did not care because it came when they lost. I mean, people have to realize A, like, LeBron's still not viewed as a Laker great. Like, he is the one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. But in terms of points, 60% of his points were, were in Cleveland, 21% with the Heat, 19 with the Lakers. And if they miss the playoffs again this year, amazingly, and I still can't believe this, that three of his f five seasons here, they don't make the playoffs. One season, they get knocked out in the first round. I mean, it's just crazy. You like, can't give him a statue. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Not Listen, they will retire his jersey. That goes without saying. The statue, I just think, is... I, I don't agree with that. No. I don't think that that would happen. That's a good topic, though. So is that a failure? You win one. So it'll be, um, listen, the, the one helps. And I am not of the mindset that the one is like, oh, that was in Orlando. doesn't count. Like, they were the best team to that year. That was and a tough championship. A tough to championship. Win. And they had proven enough at that point in the season that they were the best team. It wasn't a fluke. And then even when you go to the following season, if they had a appropriate break, I thought that team could have competed. That team for sure at least gets to the conference finals. I, I think that they have a, a chance. So They were the favorites. They were the favorites. Listen, before LeBron goes down, they were right they were only behind Utah for the best I, th I think it was like them, Utah, the Bucks, but again, they were like getting the hunt. And Utah hadn't proven anything. And no one thought you exactly. So that's why I don't view it as a total failure. Again, the one championship I think is one of the hardest championships that they've won in in sports history. Again, you you begin the season with what happened in China, with you know the comments that were made and stuff like that. You go to the season, the passing of Kobe, COVID shutdown. Again, they got to go all the way to Florida. 
Like it doesn't help them. Like none of this was like, oh, they they've really carved out a perfect path. The one thing I'm saying is like Ham's whole persona is grit, tenacity, yeah. and they weren't defending the three at all. I mean, Grant Mona sent us sent us that video this morning. I mean, how many of those were wide open? Channing Fry yeah, posted that. Yeah, I mean, Lillard's open for a three. That's what Swarm I don't him. get. What are you doing? Swarm him. When they won the championship, they were such a great defensive yeah. team, and and I'm just trying to figure out. Like I'm not saying that that they have to be there, but no, like they're playing no. It's terrible starts, defensive. It starts team. with personnel, and yeah. the personnel you can't improve the roster easily if you have no cap space. Yeah, well, also, yeah. I also wanted to say, remember, I, I did more research on this. It's not just 11 out of the last 12. It's 16 of the last 17 NBA champions have had a top 11 defensive rating. 16 yeah. out of the 17? Lakers right now. 21st. They're not going to win. There's like a zero percent chance. But can they can they get better to the to the in the sense like that they could maybe get in the plan, win the plan? It's still possible. It's just unlikely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what what odds do you give it now that they make the to the plan? plan? I mean, percent. it's it's got to be less. It's not it's not above fifty, so it's lower than fifty percent. Um, I mean, listen, it's not impossible. I think that they've improved the team. I do believe that coming out of the break, it'll be like the hard, like, hey, come on. Oh, man. Hard reset. Oh, Let's man. come back. <laughs> no, but I mean, okay, well, if you want a percentage, I'll say 25%. Oh, they won't even. Yeah. I'll it's tell you this. Low. It is going to be 5% if, oh, they lose, if they lose against the Pelicans tomorrow. Yeah. That no, is a must-win yeah, game, and it goes up to about 60% if they win that Because at some point, that they're gonna, it's so simplistic. They have to start to win games. They, they have to win five in a row or something at some point. Yeah. You have to string these wins together. Yeah, we keep giving them participation medals. Like, yeah, they played yeah. great against the Bucks with a limited roster. You, know. you still lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when they win two in a row or three or four, you're like, oh, and then they lose. Th you can't do that. You got to put together also, some Mo wins. Mamba? Yeah, he's suspended. <laughs> The, oh, is that uh, why? The, okay, I was like, Austin that's right, that's wrong. right. He's still oh, suspended. Geez. Okay, yeah. I was wondering <laughs> yeah. why he wasn't suiting up because they kind of need him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and by the way, speaking of the West, every other team from seven through ten won last night, yeah, and the Blazers that's the won. Other obviously, issue. so it's not it's not as simplistic as they're two games back of this one team, and if this one team starts to lose games, then they can catch like there's. A ton of teams that they're behind and right now. And those teams, you can see that they it's time to rev up the engine. They, yeah. They're all revving it up, and then you have a team that's still... You try to piece together a team this late in the season, it's really, really hard to do, unless maybe if you got a player like Kyrie. Here's the thing. I will say, you've had your moments where you've seen something in this team, and the reason that, that there's this hope, and you know it's beginning to dim, that if... It, 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 like if they found a way to get into the playing tournament and then it's like, oh my gosh, like they, they would get like a new sense of fresh air and life. At the end of the day, there's no other team in this position of like being in this playing tournament, LeBron James and Anthony D Davis. Like it's like, oh, okay, listen, like we've, we've, we've had this horrific season. LeBron was averaging 30 points a game and Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, like, like, that's the hope. Like, you go to the team that almost and should have beaten the Celtics on the road. That's the best team in the league, right? Here's so, the way I look at yeah. it. If the Lakers were to pull off a three-game win streak right now, at the end of the third game, what's to say that 
at the end, they're feeling great, and then, oh, LeBron has ankle soreness, and he's questionable for the next game, or Anthony Davis gets injured. That oh, was yeah. my whole concern, and why I never thought that they would make the plane is because even if they did get hot, their two main guys are injury-prone. LeBron, because of his age, Davis, because of his ability. But when you, when you consider that, how can you really go on a run yeah. when your top two guys... Could That's get hurt the at issue. any point. And we're beginning to see that now. That Listen, I mean, if we're having this conversation at the beginning of the season, you're thinking that they can. But they put themselves in such a heck of a hole at the beginning of the season. Yes. 0-7 oh or 2-10. Two two and and, and, and now the question becomes, and we know where this is headed, Darvin Ham's job security, and then They're going to give him more than one year. That's they're going to... I, I don't know about that. Really? If they miss the plan, he's gone. The fans, no? the fans have turned on Ham, and also... Anthony Davis on the trade block would not shock me at all at the end of this That was season. the only thing I kept thinking with, with his reaction to LeBron breaking the record. Like, he can pass that off, but that was just a weird... I mean, the entire team was on their feet. What did you think it was? There's was something it the more. losing? I don't think it was losing. I think the entire team knows that they're losing. They should be used to losing as crazy There's as There's something going behind There's the something scenes happening. that Dave doesn't then, know that no one knows. And then like LeBron telling him like, I love you, man. Like I like like there's some there's there's something LeBron there. leaving? Does he request a trade? I mean I, at this point blow it up and rebuild. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened there, but there's it's it, it's more than um just like, oh, we were losing the game. Well like yeah, we, we we know that, and the entire team knows <laughs> no, yeah. knows that. But the entire arena was on their feet. The entire bench was on their feet, and Anthony Davis was sitting down. I mean, I'm telling you, there's something there. And so, yeah, I mean, listen, they cannot run this back. I know that they've changed the team a lot, but yeah, listen. Do you take a sledgehammer to this team and say, hey, listen, there are cheaper ways for us to miss the uh, play-in tournament. There are cheaper ways to be one of the worst teams in the league. Yes. So we'll see what happens. They're still the Lakers, so they still want a superstar. So we'll figure out what they do. But let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll wrap up our Super Bowl coverage. Some more conversations from Radio Row for you when we come back right here on the Mighty or 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Welcome back to the Rashmore Kazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty or 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, we just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii. Call our hotline 310-400-0340. Again, we are still here in Phoenix, Super Bowl. We talked to a lot of people on Radio Row leading up to the game on Sunday. We couldn't play them all for you, so we we'll want to play these last few for you. Uh, 
uh, just had such an amazing time in Phoenix. Uh, beginning with uh, Hayden Hutchinson, um, the rookie of the year from the Detroit Lion, Ryan Bader, heavyweight champion, and my favorite, I got to say, my former student, USC legend, Jake Olson. So inspirational in terms of his story, and we talk about that, but really what he's done post-career. So um, with that said, yeah, we're still here post-Super Bowl in Phoenix. Here's a few conversations that, that we had for you. Let's hear him now. It's Aiden Hutchinson. It's Ryan Bader, and it is USC legend Jake Olson. All right, back here, Super Bowl Radio Row. So, Aiden, when you won the award, did you think part of this would be talking to all the media? I mean, this is probably you're like, yeah, listen, I, I want to win the award, but I don't want to do like a hundred <laughs> interviews. <laughs> I know, it's, it's part of it. It's part of it. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. soak it in. What is it like? I mean, hometown kid. I mean, it was such a great story. I mean, they, they, they really selected the, the, the best player. Was a part of you hoping that that would be the case? I mean, staying home? Um. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I saw. I always saw the top five in the in the draft process. Yeah. And I was like, I hope I go to Detroit. I was yeah. praying because I'm a big homebody. I love staying home. And, and I got a place pretty close to my parents now. So um, it's fun. And, and, you know, I still get the whole family vibes, too. So I got foundation with me i love that we want to give a quick shout out pepsi zero sugar a pepsi zero sugar rookie of the year um this is an amazing trophy i mean you have some trophies that the uh, do you do you already know where this trophy will go at home not quite not it's, quite it's, yeah it's it's, 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 little, it's, it's a little big it's a little heavy we'll yeah. see we'll see but i'm actually partnering with pepsi zero sugar and carnival cruises and they're gifting me a cruise Whoa. for winning the award and um and so that's sometime this off season, so I get to pick where I want to go. Have you picked? I mean, do you have someone? No, okay. I, I found out a few days ago. Okay, you know? so Carnival Cruise. Are you a cruise? Have you gone on a cruise before? Never. never. Wow. Have you? I, I have gone once. Did you enjoy it? This is my fiance. We want to go one more time. <laughs> the thing is, you're kind of stuck in it, but Carnival Cruise is like the way to go. Oh, like, yeah. You almost feel like you're at a resort at that's a hotel. A, that's what I feel like, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know who's going to go with you on the cruise? I get a plus one, so plus I, I don't one. know. Get, I don't know. There we go. I got a girlfriend. I got some family. <laughs> we got to make you a decision, you know. That's for the future, though. I, I feel you. Talk about what's happening in D D D Detroit. It was such a fun team to watch. Uh, was there a point in that season where you guys like turned the corner? Where yeah. you felt things, you know, oh, yeah, happening? yeah. I think when we hit our six-game win streak in the middle of the season, yeah. we were one and six. The boys were down bad a yeah. little bit, you know, and then we we go on the six-game win streak, and there was that change of culture. You know, we just sat down, talked to each other, got real with each other at that one and six moment. We're like, dude, we either. Throwing the throwing yeah. the chips, or, or we get out of here, you know. Yeah. And, and everyone just wanted to give it everything they got, you know. I think that was the moment. What is Dan Campbell like as a head coach? I mean, he be, it seems to be the guy that I would run through like a wall for. Just yeah. just when you hear him talk. Oh yeah, that's he's he's one of those guys, you know. And every team meeting, it's that's how it is. It's like you you, you want to play for a guy like that, and because you know he's got your best interests at heart, you know you know he wants what's best for you. So I think. I think Dan is, is, is the guy, you know? There's sometimes there's a carryover from season to season. I think when you guys went into Green Bay and won that game, yeah. by the way, I'm a Rams fan. Those official, you guys should be in the playoffs, but that's a different story for a different that's, day. That's a different story. Um, we won't you, talk about exactly. that. Exactly. But do you feel like there seems to be some carryover? I mean, the way you guys closed out that season, I believe going into training camp, do you get that same sense? Like, I can't wait to get this thing. That's, that's what happens. It's like 
you know, unfortunately we couldn't get in the playoffs, but we ended the season in a pretty damn good note. Yeah. You know? Beat the Packers, got them out of the playoffs. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it gives us so much momentum going into my year, my second year. And, yeah. and uh, you know, really the whole team, we're so young. No one's leaving. We're all bought in. That's, exactly. That's Aiden Hutchinson, Pepsi Zero Sugar, Rookie of the Year, Pepsi Zero Sugar, and Carnival Cruise. And now you got me thinking about going on a cruise at some point. I know, I know. Um, real quick, being here at the Super Bowl, the, the direction you guys are going, are you guys now thinking, okay, a year from now, oh, I want to be Vegas, here. I want to be playing in Need this it. game. <laughs> exactly. Need it. I want to be here, man. This is – that's the end goal, man. Yeah. That's the end goal in football. If you're, if you're really playing it the right way, man, you should be going for the rings. That's what I'm going for. And how – Special is it to do it in your hometown? You know what that city's gone through. I mean, they would just appreciate. Oh, they would eat it up. They would eat that thing up. And we brought that thing home, man. That parade, man. I can feel it right now. It would be amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks appreciate it, man. Yep. Ryan Bader, we're in your hometown. What is this like to have the Super? By the way, the the center of the sports world, Super Bowl, waste management, yeah. KD's new home. It's all happening here, my friend. It's a good, good town. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy out there right now with the Open and and the Super Bowl, both uh, both in town, you know. So, uh, but it's cool, you know. Yeah, Phoenix has a lot to offer. What's this past um, few days been like for you? I mean, when you talk about kind of, I mean, everyone knows who you are before, but Fedor is a name that if you've been watching the sport forever, as I have been, a legend. I would. It's maybe fair to say that was his last fight. You put him out, maybe. What 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 was that fight like? What was what was the significance of that fight to you? Yeah, it was big. You know, uh, first time on CBS. Yeah. Right? yeah, you know, huge viewership. You know, uh, got to do some different things. Like you know, went on a big talk show. You know, the week of it had a lot of media obligations. You know, where usually you have some, but yeah. it's not that kind of you know. Not intrusive, whatever, exactly. but, you yeah. know, that spend four hours a day doing that kind of stuff. Um, but it was huge. You know, I felt like I, there's a lot of pressure for me because, you know, I'm supposed to go out there, beat Fedor, this and that. And we both know how dangerous he is. Yeah. So to get it done on that big stage and the way I did and the send off they gave him, it was, it was a pretty special night. What I love about the promotion is that you can turn on television and watch it on mm -hmm. CBS. Um, how do you think that has helped your career and grow the sport? Because I think a lot of casual fans are going to flip around, and your sport is one where like you cannot flip the channel. You have to watch it. Yeah, I think it's huge, and we, I think we got a lot of new fans that are like, "Hey, you know, I really, you know, MMA is not for me. It's a little too brutal. This and that." You know, and, and usually those hardcore fans are going to go through that paywall with yeah. their time, whatever, and pay to see those fights. But for, you know, at your average, not even fan, but person to, like, turn them on and maybe, all right, I'm going to watch one. Oh, I'm into it. You know, oh, these fighters are actually decent human beings. Yeah. You know, I see a backstory, and you're going to grab that fan for life. So that that's the biggest, biggest thing for me is getting these new fans, you know, in front of mixed martial arts and, and showing them you know, that would never watch it, that, you know, they might have had some misconceptions about the sport. When you come off a win like that, I mean, how quickly do you kind of uh, shift focus to what's next? Or, or or do you kind of give yourself, I mean, we're l less than a week from that yeah. historic win. Uh, do, you, do you give yourself some time? I try to now. When I was younger, it was like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Right? And uh, I kinda, I've looked back and be like, you know what? Like, you, you have to enjoy those moments. 
And um, I tried to a little bit. You know, it, it's so much buildup that when it happens, it's a huge pressure release. And then you're kind of just like, oh, okay, whatever. Let's yeah. just move on. But, you know, I, I told myself you should try to enjoy those moments more, you know, because uh, may not be a ton of them left, you know. And uh, I look back on, on my, my life and career, and those are all high moments, whether win or lose it, you know, lot. If you lost one, whatever, you have family there. We usually stay a day or two after wherever we're at. So okay. We can all see each other, my parents, all that. So um, it, it's a good excuse, too, for, for me to bring people together with, you know, with the sport of MMA. Yeah. Have you thought about your, your career? I mean, have you kind of, like, planned it out in terms of, like, I, I want to be doing this for how many more years? And this, like, what's on your checklist of things to, to do before you're done? Yeah, I feel like there's not, like... I have goals, right? But there's not like I want to win this or yeah. have this fight or whatnot. It's like, it's like, I don't have five years left, you know. Um, but I don't put a time limit on that. I, I don't want to be fighting maybe even in three more years. No. So I know uh, that my time's limited. I want to enjoy the whoever it is in front of me, and I want to go out there and yeah, I want to retain the title, but I, I want to fight my best at the end of the day. Win or lose, you go out there and know you trained the way you need to and, and went out there and, and gave it a try all that's good with me. You yeah. Know? And so, um, yeah, I mean that time is coming for sure. Um, uh, but I never, I think you're half in half out if you put a specific fight or date, uh, post post career. I mean, are, are you, have you even thought about that in terms of whether you want to get into coaching WWE? A lot of people make a lot of money doing that. Have you thought about what, what, what post career looks like? You know, I'm a competitor and it'll always be in my life, whether yeah. it's like if I'm done here with MMA, you know, I do a lot of gi, you know, BJJ. Yeah. Like, I'll have to compete in that or something. And you never know. Like, later on down the road, if people throw a bunch of money at you, hey, you want to go, you know, box or you want to go do this or whatever. Yeah. You know, the, it'll always be pulling at me. Yeah. You know, um, we got a, you know, young kid here out of Arizona that's undefeated, um, Sullivan Colley, that, you know, I've been helping, kind of mentoring a little bit. He's going to be an absolute monster, you know, so I'll always be in – MMA as far as like helping out or, or coaching and all that, but you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get out. I'm not going to run a gym or anything like that. I you see. know, you know, I have a lot of friends that, that are great friends that are like, Hey, you come, come with me. We're going to do this, this and that, yeah. you know, and, and I'm excited about that next chapter too. Cause I've been an athlete my whole life. Ryan Bader, we are in his hometown before we leave you, my friend, what, what's, what sort of like, next for you again we, we just said like yeah. you just had your the next your last fight fader on cbs do you know when the next one will be do you know no when, you yeah. know uh, logically if you're looking at it and kind of there's little talks about it uh there's two guys fighting lynn vassell and modowski i fought before both of them that are they're fighting um uh, yeah. coming up in march you know and you know logically that would be the next one yeah um so they're fighting march so you give them their their time off and all that you're looking at summer something like that yeah. you know and so um just kind of one of those things we, we kind of just kind of wait to see how that plays out yeah because anything could happen to mma that's true you know um and, you know somebody get hurt so pull out this and that um so like we we're talking about earlier like i don't want to be fighting i'm 39 years old i want to be fighting when i'm 43 44 years old you know so um, yeah, if they come sooner, then probably the better. Awesome. Ryan Bader, thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. All right. I'm back. Super Bowl Radio Row. 
Jake Olson. I think the first time I've talked to a former student of mine. Jake, how are, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing great. Better that I'm with you now. Oh, man, this is fantastic. Let's start with USC. I love that USC is kind of like back and kind of com com competing Me again. Too. All right, so what, again, first time people knew your story was Pete Carroll, that that, that time period. And I'm watching that this season progress. And I, I felt that vibe at the Coliseum for the first time. And I know you know what I'm talking about. What what do you think of what's happening right now? And by the way, because of the transfer portal and everything, I mean, you could turn around the program super quickly. Yeah. I mean, that's what you kind of saw happen. I mean, obviously, you know, when you look even through Kiffin, Sark, and Helton, I mean, we had offensive talent, right? Yeah. You know, if we put out quite a bit of receivers, you know, we've had a couple of good quarterbacks through there. So, like the offense has always been good. Now, I mean, I think under Lincoln and with Caleb, that's to another level, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think people really are excited just to see the star power back at USC. Yeah. To kind of see us dominate games that we should dominate. Um, and look, we just have to fix a couple of things on defense, like yeah. tackling. Exactly. No, I feel the same thing. But no, I mean, like, I, I, I do think there is this, uh, this remembrance of, hey, we can be a dominant program in college football, and there's, uh, there's everything in front of us in that sense. So, I mean, I think next year is probably one of the best shots we've had in 20 years. Yeah. By the way, Jake's a great follow on Twitter. If there's like a joke about someone missing a tackle, it's like even I could make that tackle. Uh, Jake, what, what, what do you think has to happen for – okay, so the, the, the thing about Lincoln Riley is that they will say that he'll, he'll get you into the top four, top five. Nope. And then right when you want to win that bowl game, what, what has to happen for them to, like, get over that hump? It was a fantastic year, no doubt about that. Uh, what do they have to do to get over that hump now? Well, I mean, I, th I, I think it's defense, right? Yeah, I mean, even back of Oklahoma, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there's, this year is just very reminiscent of what he did Oklahoma for many years, yeah. which is get a uh, quarterback to win the Heisman and yeah. have an amazing offense, but then fail to kind of stop – the, uh, the opposing offense yeah. in a bowl game, especially when you face, you know, these really tough and, you know, for him it was SEC Oklahoma, yeah. but I mean, that will be at SC as well. So look, I, I, we had playmakers. I mean, I, I think people underestimate the fact that, you know, we were great in the turnover ratio this year. Like in a lot of senses, the guys were in position. It's not like we're kind of back with Monty Kiffin, like yeah. guys are like <laughs> 20 yards off the, yeah. off the play and just like, yeah. where are you going? But yeah, it's really tackling, and I, I like I don't I don't know <laughs> what they have to do to to practice that. Like if they need to bring right, in a yeah. couple like MMA guys to like, <laughs> hey, here's how you take down someone. <laughs> but bring them down. But, but like seriously, I mean, like it's as simple as tackling. And um, so if we can get, I mean, we're not even talking about a, like a staunch defense. I mean, no. we're just literally 100%. talking just don't. like. Like 10, 10 yards of play. Yes. Did you do less than 10, 10 yards, yards of play? Did like you just, do less than 48 yeah, points? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, literally, we, we probably will not score less than 30 points right, next year exactly. in any game. So if you can just maybe average around four touchdowns, you know, to the other team, like oh, we're, we're going 11, 12, and 0 and yeah. making the playoffs. So. Um, listen, when you were in college, you were already thinking about what you wanted to do about your company 
engage was a fantastic idea you have, and I want you to t touch on it because you were thinking yourself. I mean, listen, I would like to talk to all these people. Like, is there a centralized way for me to do it? Talk about the company that you started. Yeah, so basically just kind of based on my experience and then uh, my random freshman sweet mate was named Daniel who kind of became my right-hand man in college and kind of was the one I direct started directing people to, you know, contact if they wanted me to speak or whatever. Um, so he with a couple of other people he started to represent just basically was getting a little overloaded with yeah. kind of all the requests and everything and us you know, being I don't know millennials or whatever you want to call <laughs> us like we just wanted to bring technology to a space yeah. and we looked for platforms online that could help us kind of like you said centralize and make more efficient that process of finding talent booking talent and there was nothing like it yeah. so we created a platform called engage it's lessengage.com and basically the whole idea was just to serve especially an underrepresented part of the talent agency, which is, you know, these kind of BC level guys who still have stories to tell, but maybe aren't making enough money for agents to give them a time of day. Um, so easy as having a, uh, you know, a, a, what you call it on our platform um, and basically reaching out, seeing all the info there, booking efficiently. You can kind of see transparently whatever's being offered to you. It's not like we're middling and, taking down costs or, you know, or trying to represent people we don't know, like everyone's on the platform, literally you submit a request, it is going to either that person or someone who directly represents that person. So it's, uh, it's been a really cool process and it's been really cool to see it grow, especially after COVID yeah, <laughs> because that was uh, a very interesting time. But um, yeah, we got almost like 4,000 guys on the talent uh, platform now. And um, it's just you know, basically got a bunch of dry powder, waited for the world to turn back on, threw some fire on that thing, and it's, it's exploding. If you're driving around and you know, listen, if you're having a company event, corporate event, two questions, I guess, give us some of the names we're on the platform and how can people check out the site? Yeah, so again, you're just going to go to letsengage.com. But I mean, really, depends on what you want. We have talent from every single industry, rather, if it's, you know, chefs <laughs> or if it's someone, you know, from politics if it's someone from obviously ex-athletes was kind of our wheelhouse in the yeah. beginning um, and ath current athletes um, but literally business uh, health and wellness um, you know a lot of guys or a lot of the uh, requests we get are from you know businesses that hey, you know my employees are feeling stressed they're feeling down morale's down um, especially coming out of you know covid and yeah. the economy and stuff they you know can we get some inspiration in here so a lot of that type of thing um, and again there's there's people that what makes it really cool and special for me is that, again, there's these people who may not have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. They may not be the viral, but they got a really inspiring, cool story about overcoming adversity in their life. That's, you know, being brought up in a single parent home and yeah. overcoming poverty and making a, you know, successful business, or if it's again, overcoming cancer or whatever it is, they have done it. And maybe, like I said, maybe their following is not huge, but to pay them, you know, a nominal fee to come speak to your employees and fire them up. Like you're not going to be able to get that by going to a speakers bureau. Like, and that's where we kind of come in and, and make those uh, make those two things happen. And it's been really cool to see how many people we've been able to motivate through giving the, that opportunity. Awesome, Jake Olson, USC legend, former student of mine, proud professor moment right here. Proud professor <laughs> moment. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, joining us. I'm sure I will see you at a couple of Super Bowl parties. Thank you, Raj. Uh, thank you so much, professor. All right, man. Appreciate fight on. Fight on. All right, that was some of our conversations from Super Bowl Radio Row with 
Aiden Hutchinson, Ryan Bader, and Jake Olson. Uh, again, just an amazing time in Phoenix. Now the baton has been officially passed. The torch has been passed. The countdown has begun. Super Bowl next year, Las Vegas. We can't wait. It's going to be in our home away from home again the show has really been built in southern california the host of the super bowl a year ago and uh next year las vegas so can't wait for that can't wait to be back out here with jihei and dyke giving his sandwiches away because they, they got plenty of locations in las vegas so really looking forward to um you know being back at Super Bowl Radio Row. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow. Uh, but again, an amazing time. That's all the time we have for today. So with that said, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.